Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Og gå på denne podcast. What is it now, Karen? The Christmas special. Merry Christmas! It's Christmas! Hello and welcome to welcome to Christmas. It's the Christmas special. We've dressed up for the occasion. We have. You've gone through kind of like traditional glitz and glitter. Love it. Yep. And I've gone for quite a festive red shirt. It's the first time we've worn jeans in a while and I realised the jeans were unnecessary because we're on Zoom and you can, I'm only visible from like the chest up. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling quite festive now. I think when we last spoke, I wasn't really feeling it. I was like, oh, it's November. It's been a bit of a scrooge, but I've got my tree up now. It's, we're, we're well into Advent. Christmas is a couple of weeks away. Um, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling quite festive. You're... Um... You're getting into the capitalist spirit of Christmas. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes and no. I suppose I'm buying things, aren't I? But you've got to buy to get by. I think if you're not buying kind of unnecessary, you know, endless piles of presents, you know, if you're buying things that you your your loved ones that you think they'll enjoy and appreciate and like, is that so bad? I think it's when there's the pressure to just buy and buy and buy. Um, that's what I don't like about Christmas. But if you're buying nice things for people that you, you love, I'm yeah. not mad at that. Well, you know what they say, that the, um, it's a thought that counts. <laughs> Depends what it is, I guess. <laughs> what? Depends what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that brings me on to something I wanted to talk about. What is the worst Christmas present that you've ever received? Mm. You be careful here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I um, can't really think. I've had a couple of them. Um, actually, I was going to say, at the time, I thought it was the worst Christmas present I'd ever had, but I came to love it. When I was about 15, um, I asked for a pair of um, desert boots for my Christmas, like blue suede desert boots that were all the rage. Sorry, I'm just for the podcast listener, I just yawned there because I've heard this story so many times. Have you? So many times. About these blue desert boots, but go on. <laughs> I'm clearly not over it. So um asked that was the only thing I, I wanted, like 30 quid top man desert boots. Christmas morning, uh one like decent size box-shaped present left. I thought, oh, that'll be the desert, but it's fantastic. <laughs> Opened it, and it was a panini grill. A Breville panini grill, like a flat a flat grill. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. Do you still have that? Well, we got a new one, because we, we ended up using that so often, so frequently. Mm. Um, so, a good, a good present all in all, then? Well, it turned out fine, yeah. But I remember t- my mum being like, you, I, I will like a few weeks down the line be like, but my mum being like, well, you love toasties? I was like, well, I do now because like I've got a toastie, <laughs> I make toasties all the time. But do you know what the real kicker was? Was after that, my dad opened his presents and what did he have in there but a pair of blue suede desert boots. I was livid. Maybe they got mixed up. Maybe Santa mixed up the presents. 
maybe. This happened to be last year as well when my mum was like, and you want for Christmas? I was like, not really. I just I fancy like a fleece or something, like a new fleece. And she went and bought Andy a fleece. <laughs> she didn't get me one. She's like, right, I'll just not, I'm just going to not bother asking then when you, uh, when, when you ask <laughs> There's always the, um, like the smelly gift sets. <laughs> Give you thrush. <laughs> well, it's all like the highly scented like shower gels and things that oh, right, okay, no, I don't, I don't agree with sense the various <laughs> why do we always talk about like thrush on this podcast like we just spoke about this now nothing says Merry Christmas Like well, cheers to the Christmas special. Step into Christmas. Cheers to the Christmas special. Let's have some fun. Joseph is on the cider. I'm on the pink Prosecco. Six pound at M&S, hashtag not sponsored, but want to be. <laughs> I'm actually, you omitted, did you try and save my masculinity by saying, by omitting the fact that it was a rosy cider that I'm drinking? <laughs> it's just a bit more fizzy and a bit more festive and it's quite tasty. It's not very sweet, which I like. You're drinking it straight from the bottle though, which is quite manly. Uh, it's just because I don't have any ice. So how, how have you been in, in, in other fields? Same old, same old. I've never went out for so many walks in my entire life. I know it is. That is the one good thing to come out of this. I was oh, saying, yeah. the other day, do you think, I was like, running around Kelvin Grove Park, I was like, I, like, I wonder if, and it was freezing cold, I was like, I wonder if like, this time last year, any of these people would have been like, let's go out and walk the dog or go for a run or cycle. So That's exactly, I went out a walk yesterday with my friends and we walked to the posh houses just to look at all their Christmas trees and their Christmas lights. And it was so nice. It just cheered us both right up. I think we both had a bit of a crap day. And we walked around to the posh houses like scum. <laughs> and like stared in and taking pictures of all their beautiful lights and decorations. We were saying there was no way last time last year would we went out a walk in the middle of December. I know. Um, I also like doing that. Like, do you know the big... You know where the, like the proper money is in Glasgow up in Park Park Circus, mm. up on top in Kilmore Park. Oh my god, I like run around there sometimes just to like look at the houses and like peer in the windows and stuff. I went past one today and it was like they had like staff in it. It was like these people were in like, and I was trying. I was, there wasn't wasn't a sign outside it to suggest that it was a hotel or something. I think it was somebody's house and they were like putting together this big huge like centerpiece or like on a table and a big Christmas tree. It was absolutely crazy. Holy How the other half live. Although I will say, sometimes money doesn't buy taste. We saw some pretty rank Christmas trees and decorations that did not match in like million pound houses. So, <laughs> well, do you, you know what um, Countess Luann says from Real Housewives of New York? Money can't buy you class. Nope. No submissions this week. Disappointed. People are busy. Christmas. I, I mean, so. there's no Christmas nights out. Everything's shut, so... But we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a very different Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. What are your plans for, for the big day at the moment? Um, At the moment, I'm just, like, pretending it's not happening and burying my head in the sand and just not planning anything because... I don't know, I'm just fed up with it, to be honest. And you're working... I am indeed working overnight, so I'm going to, I think I'm going to kind of celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve this year instead. So one of my, one of my friends is also working night shifts, um, so I think we're going to have like a kind of wee celebration on Christmas Eve at night time, and then we'll maybe have like lunch together on Christmas Day, like Christmas luncheon, and have a, have a post-meal nap and then go to work. So it's not, it won't be too bad. And I think there's a lot of like kind of like festiveness around the place as well because everybody's yeah. in it together. So I think it'll be I think it'll be okay. Mm-hmm.
So I believe we have some Christmas Karens. I brought these Karens for you. Da, da, ba, bum, bum, bum. Bum. Who's going first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. So this is a kind of new story that um, appears every year. <laughs> well, the past few years anyway, from, from what I can remember. And it is the, well, it's the fairy tale of New York song and one particular word that is sometimes censored, sometimes not. It evokes a lot of emotion in people. Yeah, <laughs> it does. So I'm getting, I think everyone knows the word, don't they? I, I don't really want to say it. Yeah, I don't think we need to say it. I think, no, I it? think, and if you don't know it, then you can listen to the uncensored version of the song. Um, the F-bomb. The F-bomb. Okay. So, commenting on this, I think it was the BBC who'd um, censored that word and when they play it on the radio. And Phil has got something to say about it. Phil Mitchell. Phil. Get out of my pub. Oh. So I can just say I'm really um, sad that Barbara Windsor has died. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah. Anyway, so Phil has commented, Fairy Tale of New York is an innocent Christmas song that wasn't designed to cause offence. It's just the snowflakes that take offence to everything. And by the way, I've got quite a few gay friends. If I, if I was homophobic, I wouldn't speak to them. And I was best man at their wedding. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so oh, that's that's like literally the I'm not racist, I have black friends. So he's not homophobic, he has gay friends, and he was even best man at one of their weddings. And would, would your gay friends like you to call them that <laughs> to their face? Have they given you special permission? Oh. But I just want to then quickly read something else out, that's just, which is just kind of sums up how I think about the whole fairy tale New York censored song so this is um, an account that's called Pete Burns Confiscated Coat oh my god I can I say I love that Twitter account this kind of tweet sums up like my feelings towards the whole fairy tale New York thing so this account says the word itself being a fairy tale of New York doesn't bother or offend me but straight people being so angry and outraged at its removal and literally fighting and arguing for the right to sing it bothers me deeply. Yeah, yeah. And that just totally sums up everything that I feel about it. I think people seem to be more worked up. To me, that's the, that word doesn't make the song. It doesn't change the, the heart of the song. It doesn't change, you know, the me- it doesn't change anything. Why are people so worked up about taking out one word of a song exactly it's like um as you say it changes absolutely nothing it's one word in a big song it's an offensive word that probably used to get you know you could get away with it in times gone by with a lot as as with a lot of things that we talk about in this podcast you could get away with it 20 years ago 30 years ago but you can't anymore and that's a good thing you know because it is offensive i really don't like that word at all it's i know that like some some kind of LGBT people try to like reclaim it, you know, the same way yeah. that black people would reclaim the N word, the same way women would tr- someone try and reclaim the C word. Um, I the word just doesn't sit right with me at all. Like I just hate it. Um, it's much more like I don't know, like aggressive or something than like calling. Like if I was called that, I would be extremely extremely angry and upset versus like you know there's other terms that mean the same but are a bit more throwaway like mm-hmm. like somebody called me like a poof or something that's like still ups- still upsetting but not doesn't kind of invoke the, the kind of guttural primal rage that that word does yeah I think it's just to bring it back to that point it's like but what's more offensive to you that that word or people seemingly so desperate to want to to sing that specific word 
Um, I, if you'd heard that song on the radio and they didn't censor it, would it? How how would you feel? I would. I mean, I'm. I, I'm. I think I'm fairly sensible and quite realistic. I'm like, well, the song was recorded in the nineties or whatever. I think actually, technically, means something else. Or in it's that like a, it's like a bundle of it's a bundle of um, wood for burning. So I think in the context, it doesn't actually mean it's not a slur. But obviously, no, it is because it's like it's that's so it's like that's where the phrase comes from because like that's that's the connotations of the word right. to throw gay people on a bonfire. So it's quite a, yeah exactly. So it's like quite a, yeah. so there's like a there's like a it's kind of, it's like a violent word. Um, no, the the word being in the song is is you know it's it's been said as like a throwaway insult to you know Shane McGowan's character in the song and the song was recorded years ago. So if I heard it on the radio uncensored, I'd be like, right, well, not ideal, but um, you know it was a different time when the song was made, so fair play. But as you say, like the the desperation and like the clamouring amongst these like people to be able to say this word is just bizarre. Why is it so important to you to be able to like use a, a slur? Like, yeah. Would you clamour to use other kind of slurs against people? I don't, well, I don't know. They might, wouldn't put it past them. And I mean, I don't know if I'm speaking at a turn here, but I would imagine for like the LGBT community, like <laughs> that word in the song is like, you know, they've got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> it's yeah. not on the top of, you know, the fight for equality and representation. <laughs> But, like you say, clambering to want to sing it, what's what's the need? It's because people are these 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 people are inherently uh, bigoted, right? So <laughs> when you um, when you start to kind of have this mainstream acceptance of you know kind of new ideal ideals and new morals in society, which is you know it's probably not okay to actually broadcast that word into everybody's car and kitchen on the radio. You know, five times a day because it's offensive and we're moving past that. Like they, these people cannot accept the fact that what they want to say is 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 now rightly deemed offensive. So they yeah. they're like kind of desperately scraping around to, to you know justify it. Oh, freedom of speech, la la la. Actually, they're just they're just annoyed that they can't be bigots anymore. So the Pogues actually like um, are fully supportive of like you know this censorship. Mm-hmm. You know, like they said, it was written at a different time. They, I think, when they were performing it live for years, they weren't. You know, they didn't. They sang alternative lyrics or whatever. Scumbag, um, you maggot! You've taped over Taggart as my. <laughs> Surely that tells you all, though. If they, if you know the, the people who wrote and performed that song, if they are saying like, listen, give it up, guys, like. We're past that. If they're saying that, then surely we can move on. It's not changing the chorus, the melody. It's literally said once in the entire song. Why are it's like an obsession? It's, it's weird. They do think these like. And they're saying things. that they're saying that sort of the people who are not happy that issues are calling them snowflakes when surely, in fact, that they themselves then are snowflakes that they're so easily offended that this word has been removed. Anyway, all politics aside, it's a fantastic song. Gets me right in the mood. Yeah, I like it. I'm, I'm a fan. So, um, in terms of as as far as Christmas songs go, though, I think we should we probably need to rank them, don't we? I think we should have a top a top five. Okay, so number one, number one, I think is "Step Into Christmas," Elton John. Okay. Step into Christmas, then together we can watch the snow forever and ever. Um, number two, um. Stop the Cavalry by I forget who it's called, but it's the one that goes I find that one a bit annoying. Can you stop the cavalry? 
Uh, the voice just annoys me. Um, number three, Leona Lewis, One More Sleep. One more sleep. One I love that you're giving us a wee snippet with everyone. Okay. Um, next one, uh, maybe Destiny's Child, The Eight Days of Christmas. Okay. <laughs> one of the days she got a um, diamond belly ring. <laughs> and a CLK Mercedes. <laughs> but two gifts on the one day, that's... No, that, that was, I can't remember what the seal on the, on the sixth day of Christmas, my baby gave me the keys to a CLK Mercedes. Oh my God. Um, and then number, what number am I on? You've had four. This is number five is Slade. Merry Christmas, everyone. Something for everyone in that list there. Can I say that is the most like cranked top five <laughs> of her life? Like some of them are just like complete outsiders to me. Like I would never even consider them. Like what? Um, bloody Leona Lewis for a start. That that is a tune. That is a probably nearest she's ever been to a top one, top five in her life. Oh, she was um, Christmas number one with a moment like this in probably 2004. A moment like this. <laughs> right, I'll give you my top five because I've actually been thinking about this quite a lot. Oh, yeah, so you just, you've been thinking about it for ages and you just put me on the spot. Well, that's a sign of a good broadcaster, Bethany. You need to be <laughs> able to think on your feet. Okay, so I think number one for me it's got to be um, A Spaceman Came Travelling by Christopher. I think that is a fantastic song. It's okay. You can't deny it, and I'll tell you no, but why. It's not very um, festive. That's kind of why I like it. So if, you, if anybody's not heard it, go and listen to it. It's, it's amazing. It's basically... came travelling a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the it's the chorus that is incredible to me. La, 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 the chorus is good. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, and it's just like I just love how it's a, it's a bit different. It's about like it's a bit sci-fi. It's saying that what the angel Gabriel was like an alien and like it just kind of like in all that and I quite like Bla- blasphemy. <laughs> Here, maybe it is a bit blasphemous. Who knows? Um, I think number two we have to go for Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas. Oh, I think. can I go back and put my that in now? <laughs> now that and Fairy Tale New York are like the two kind of big ones in my mind. Yeah. Like the two kind of juggernauts when it comes to Christmas songs. But All I Want for Christmas is just a sensational bit of music. Tune. And we love Mariah as well. It's kind of legend. And then I think... Mary's boy, you know Bonnie M, Mary's boy child? I do. Then it's got to be that. Do you know what? I kind of have a bad, this is a quick off topic. I have really bad experience with Bonnie M because when I was in. Did you go to a meet and greet and they weren't very nice? <laughs> I, went, I was in Vietnam and. Oh, humble brag. Humble brag. Um, I was in Vietnam and. We went on like a bus trip to the Ho Chi Minh tunnels, but I was so hungover, like disgust. Like I had the hangover from hell. It was awful. And on this bus, it was like the bus was like stinking of petrol. It was like a rusty, like stinking bus. And the whole, I think the journey in my mind, the journey felt about four hours. It was maybe about. <laughs> couple hours but I felt like forever and they just played Boney M album like on repeat the whole way there <laughs> and now I just associate Boney M with being hung over on a stinking bus you could have had worse albums to be yeah fair. well there you go sorry continue <laughs> <laughs> so number one was a spaceman came traveling then all the work for Christmas then Mary's Boy Child by Boney M. And then Queen, thank God it's Christmas. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a belter. And then number five, because I do like it, although it is, you know, it is a bit overplayed and overdone, but I think Fairy Tale New York is in Yeah. 
So, so the, cla the classics are classics for a reason. No, they absolutely are. <laughs> then I suppose you have to factor in all the kind of X Factor num Christmas number ones as well. Well, X so, you the know. only one worth mentioning for me, Lady Michelle McManus. All this time, we've come a long, a long way. Waited a lifetime for today. Do you know what's terrifying? You sound exactly like Michelle McManus. She's not got much talent. She doesn't look. Everybody pretends all the time like Michelle McManus is this like brilliant singer. Oh, she was. She was amazing. She was kind of like Adele before Adele was about, wasn't she? Like yeah. Um, Alexander Burke, Hallelujah, that was a good one. Mm. She does have pipes, Alexander Burke. She does definitely does have pipes. Right. See when I'm feeling sad or feeling like I need a little pick me up, I listen to like X Factor pop idol uh, winner songs. Because they're all so like inspirational, motivational songs. <laughs> Some of my favourite X Factor moments are like when the judges come on and sing with the contestants, and either the contestant is way better than the judge, or vice versa. Because either way is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Like Nicole Scherzinger came on one year with, I don't know who. Yeah. Oh, what's his name? Did she like grabbed the mic off him. <laughs> she basically just like tore it up. And like made our contestant look terrible. I was like, "This is not about you, Nicole. You've, this is not your moment." I love him when um, who is it that tells Rylan he's going to judge his houses? Cheryl Cole. The Cheryl Cole. <laughs> oh, I'd love to have that power. It's it's the it's the roller coaster. It's Joseph. It's bad news. I'm really sorry to tell you that you're going to have to pack your bags. <laughs> And phone your family and tell them the sad news. That you won't be seeing them for a while because you're going to judge each other. No, I totally like that. It's so bad, so funny. But that's always a sign that Christmas is coming, isn't it? X Factor final, Strictly Come Dancing final, I'm a Celeb finishing up. Like these are all kind of like Markers. Markers that Christmas is coming and the goose is well and truly getting fat. Um, do you know they're actually, um, I read this really sad story, they're actually like starving turkeys because they're anticipating people won't want like big turkeys this year. Oh my God. Yeah. That, this was a new story I read a while ago actually, so the, the turkeys will already be starved and... Emaciated? Yeah. Oh my God, that's so depressing. I wish you hadn't told me that. Sorry. So from uh, Christmas songs to Christmas ads. But nice segue. It was, until you pointed it out. Yeah, I'll cut that out. <laughs> and uh, last time we spoke, I was obviously ranting about the Christmas ads because I do find them a bit annoying because they start in like November and it's all this like stupid bloody calling the carrot and all this kind of stuff like why I don't want a sentient vegetable to sell me Christmas like I know that Christmas is a good time I don't need you to tell me that anyway so Sainsbury's had had their um, Christmas ad out and we're always talking about Sainsbury's on this as well what, what is it with? Friends of the show <laughs> Friends of the show Sainsbury's or um, as one of my friends calls it Sainos Sainos yeah I've that's, never. That, that's, that. that's actually, I feel like, quite like a posh middle class thing, Sainos. Sainos? Mm, I don't like it. Anyway, they had a, a festive scene of um, a family sitting down to dinner. Was it maybe some like virtual, I don't know, was it like a virtual Christmas dinner or something? They were on Zoom or something? I don't know. I have nice hands up, I've not actually seen the advert. But what I do know is that it featured a black family. And all the extended family were also black. Um, and this caused an absolute uproar on Twitter and Facebook and all the rest of it. From, you know, the usual suspects. Uh, a lot of the rhetoric was that, you know, this is ridiculous. This is political correctness gone mad. Where is the diversity? Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> where is the diversity? Um, this is not representative of the country, blah, blah, blah. It's just like the same old exhausting stuff that you hear and you're like, guys, 
it's Christmas. Lighten up. Anyway, I picked out this one in particular, just because there are several things um, to laugh at. Um, so this is Susan, who replied to Sainsbury's themselves and said, isn't the UK supposed to be all about diversity and inclusion? And she's capitalised diversity and she's capitalised inclusion, as if they're like... Nice. Kind of, uh, she's kind of given them a wee brand there, hasn't she? Isn't the UK supposed to be all about diversity and inclusion? I don't see any of that here. Virtual signalling, if ever I've seen it. Susan Pitt's virtue. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've, we've spoken about this before. It's, you know, woke capitalism. Are they just, you know, are Sainsbury's just, you know, putting a black family in there because it's like popular at the moment? That's kind of where you're, if you were annoyed at this advert, that's kind of where your annoyance kind of should be aimed at. Not the fact that it's just a black family because we've been seeing white straight folks on telly forever and a day. It's, it's a, isn't the UK supposed to be all about diversity and inclusion? Well, that's exactly why they've put a black family in there for inclusion. Because you, as you say, you never see Christmas adverts are, are always white people. Always white people. But what I mean, about it's not white people? It's a carrot with consciousness. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's ridiculous. Though what I will say is, I think a lot of the adverts did um, have black families in them this year, and I'm picking my words carefully because I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I'm just saying that is it maybe these companies kind of jumping on the bandwagon of you know Black Lives Matter and that this is a really kind of popular is a wrong word to use, but. Um, you know, we've said it before, woke capitalism and all these big giant corporations just jumping on the bandwagon. No, and I and I have specifically slagged off Sainsbury's for this yeah. before in another podcast where we said I think they were talking about Black History Month. Fair play. Absolutely agree. Give it the yeah. time, celebrate it. But you know, there is always that nagging thing in the back of your mind is that are they just kind of like along for the ride? Yeah, yeah you know, I think for these big companies it's a, for me, I would be more annoyed at the, you know, if I'd want to make sure that they were putting their money where their mouth is and that are you actually, you know, what is your um, employment process? You know, do you promote diversity and inclusion within your workplace and, you know, all that stuff rather than just hiring black actors, which is quite easy to do for PR purposes? Um, there was another um, reply... Um, not so long ago, your ads were amazing, beautiful, <laughs> stirring even. Now, dot, 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 well, dot, dot, dot. And they've included a link to the 2014 Christmas ad from Sainsbury's, which was... Um, the World War Two one. The World, World War One. <laughs> uh, all of the trenches, yeah. I was like, of course they've included that one as like an example of stirring, beautiful, amazing adverts. What is it with people in the bloody wars, honestly? Well, that, you make a good point there, though, because if that person then is demanding diversity and inclusion, so they're past the adverts in previous years of being white people, so now including a black family, then that would be diversity and inclusion because the adverts in previous years have all been white people. I think this person just wants to kind of token non-white person in the advert. I don't think they actually want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, there are non-white families in this country and they actually do celebrate Christmas and they actually have, you know, non-white relatives as well. This is kind of um, off topic, but I love it when these kind of stories and they emerge from nowhere and it's usually like a Daily Mail article or something and it's like, School bans um, children saying Merry Christmas. And it's all, you know, it's just like stirring up this kind of like faux um, outrage. outrage that's not even, that doesn't exist. It's the same way people say like, when people get pure rage about um, people saying Happy Holidays. Like, who cares? <laughs> As a holiday. And, uh, so I mean, maybe they maybe they're not and they don't do Christmas. Maybe they've got a different faith. So as a holiday for them, happy holidays, big deal. Yeah. Now that's snowflake material. 
Um, so if we delve a little bit deeper into Susan's social media profile, so her Twitter bio is um, guilt-free, unafraid, proud white English woman who loves to laugh, sometimes swears, not politically correct. AKA racist. <laughs> AKA bigoted <laughs> and not afraid to show it. But somebody has screen grabbed that and replied to her and saying, you seem pretty scared to me. Um, and I would agree, like, why is she so... We've said, you've said this before, like, a lot of Karenisms seem to come from a place of fear and, like, yep. fear of difference and fear of the unknown. Can I also just point out that her, like, actual Twitter handle... So her name is Susan, but her Twitter handle is at no Sharia here. <laughs> 18. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... Where to start? Nope. Uh, her pinned tweet, Susan's pinned tweet, is also something about the Great Reset. Please do not ignore the Great Reset was launched in plain sight two, three days ago at the World Economic Forum. And I don't know what the Great Reset is, but she's attached some kind of flowchart. I think it's about um, the New World Order or something. Yes. But I think Susan basically just um, is a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Mm. Needs to take some time off Twitter, I think. <laughs> don't we all? Virtual signalling, if ever I've seen it. Virtual signalling. Well, so was that 1914 ad. So was wearing a poppy. You know, all these things are... Vir- like, that That phrase, virtue signalling, has become, like, this weird, like, dirty term. But, like... Yeah. But Everyone that is does what, it. Everyone does it. That's how you raise, like... So, is, is wearing, like, a yellow wristband virtue signalling for Marie Curie? Do you know what I mean? Like, everything is virtue signalling. That's the point of it. You display your values and your virtues like based on what you do or like what you wear or what you donate to like all this kind of stuff like I don't ever um, shop in Sainsbury's we were a, we were a Tesco family when I was growing up one Christmas um, you know how they substitute things in your order sometimes so my mum would like order the stuff for Christmas so she didn't have to go to the shops because they're all rammed and uh, they substituted our a corn family roast, which is like essentially this big like giant lump of corn that you <laughs> carve up like a bit of meat. But they substituted it for two bags of corn chicken pieces. <laughs> like what were we meant to do with that? Like melt it down and mush it together. Oh. What what do you have um for are you a turkey family for Christmas dinner? Yeah, so usually it'll be like a turkey and maybe a ham. And then in Turkey and a ham, yeah. And then the last two years, I think, last year I had a mushroom Wellington and the year before that I think had a nut roast. Not a massive fan of the nut roast, to be honest with you. Have you gone full-blown veggie, eh? Um, Pretty much, yeah. Interesting. But what's, what's your favourite part on the plate, though, Christmas dinner-wise? Well, see, I, I was worried when I wasn't eating meat that I would miss, like, a roast dinner, but... I realise the things I like in roast dinner is like Yorkshire pudding, mashed potatoes, cheesy potatoes, um, potato dauphin wa. Mmm. What else? Now I bloody love potato dauphin wa potatoes. By the way, like I love like parsnips and um, like honey glazed, anything honey glazed really, (laughs) carrots and. mm. You're a high class bitch. I um, don't know if I agree that Yorkshire puddings have any place on on the Christmas dinner plate. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. It's just not. To me, that says like Sunday roast rather than Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. But some, but Christmas dinner is Sunday roast, really. Well, what do you, you have as a starter? Do you have a starter? Starter? I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> starter um it depends it depends who it depends what what we're doing so like the last two years we had like 20 odd people around ours for dinner um so that was just like a buffet free for all so we didn't have like a starter but we normally have like soup or something soup, yeah or, or um melon oh do you have a fanned melon we, we have a fanned melon or sometimes bald 
Melon balls, bloody hell. Or a patty. Patty's a classic one. To yeah. me, melon... My spoon... dad always has, like, prawn cocktail. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like the limp iceberg lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of some worse than cold <laughs> But that's a classic Christmas starter. Yeah. So, Christmas dinner-wise as a veggie has always been a bit hit and miss. Sometimes it's just, like, a big corn family roast, which is a bit underwhelming, but at the same time, like, as you said, the main event... Uh, Christmas dinner is like gravy, roast potatoes, parsnips. I think I, I um I just eat the gravy that everyone else eats. That's why I'm not like a proper vegetarian because I still eat like the <laughs> the turkey gravy. <laughs> do you know? But do you know that Bristol red gravy is is veggie? I know, but I think the one that I would usually have on Christmas Day is like from the turkey and. Oh right, pieces. from the actual drippings. That's that's fancy. I think probably there's like Bistol thrown in there to like thicken it up, I guess, but it's definitely not veggie. I made a veggie haggis and mushroom wellington last year. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it was so, so easy. It's actually just like mushrooms, onion, garlic, white wine, fry it, and then just like put it onto like pre-rolled puff pastry and then just put a whole veggie haggis in it and then just roll it up. It was sensational. Recipe on the website. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put that on the socials, guys. (laughs) But I think that's what I'm going to make this year as well. I'm going to go all out Christmas Christmas lunch this year. Yeah. I'm going to have it lunchtime, obviously, not dinner time, but I'm going to go all out to make myself feel better. How do you feel about sprouts? No. No? Nope. They stink. Not, not in any form at all. No, I mean I'm not one of the people that like can't have it on their plate. Like, but I, no, not a fan. They stink. They stink of pumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think where a lot of people go wrong with sprouts was they just boil the life out of them. Yeah, I feel like maybe I've never had like restaurant sprout. God, I've probably offending everyone that I've like had Christmas dinner at, but I've not not had like fancy sprouts. You know, I've just had like. Like you see, like boiled. Well, sometimes I see people and they have them, you know, and like, you know, they're cooked in like garlicky butter and rose, Ooh, you know, all those like, mean. yeah, they look nice, but the ones I've had are no stinky pumps. <laughs> I feel like you can like really finely slice them up and fry them with garlic and stuff, and they're really good. It's just like cabbage. Or my mum does a thing which I'm not entirely on board with. It's like, mayonnaise and cheese and you mix that together and it makes <laughs> I mean I love mayonnaise and I love cheese but uh. and then you mix this through the sprouts and then you bake it oh. um, can like you imagine having a sandwich sprout mayo sandwich <laughs> chicken mayo tuna mayo sprout mayo imagine you were like in an office and you're like what are you going for your lunch or just a wee sprout mayo sandwich and like, oh. Right. Just heating up in the communal microwave. <laughs> oh, hot mayonnaise gives me the bulk as well. <laughs> so I think no, no cat, no um, no winners or losers this week because it's Christmas and we don't want to fall out. No, we don't. It's, we don't want it to. It's not. You know, at the end of the day, we don't want to turn this into like a game that Bethany loses and. It's, um, we don't have our Christmas, the traditional Christmas fallout. So who did we have? I had Phil who was um, really unhappy that um, the innocent Christmas song that is Fairy Tale New York. It's been politicised. Yeah, all the snowflakes are annoyed. And obviously he's not homophobic because he um, actually has gay friends. Thank you very much. <laughs> I feel like we didn't talk about that enough. Like what kind of a... Can your gay friends see this tweet? <laughs> they're going to be they're going to be ex friends after they see this tweet. Honestly, what a walloper! <laughs> Someone actually commented underneath that. Actually, you can have gay friends and still be homophobic by saying slurs. That is possible, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then yours was who was yours, Susie, Susan, Susan. At no Sharia here. Oh, of course. 
Susan, Susie Sharia. <laughs> I think if if we were doing winners, I think Susan would win just because there's layers to that, you know. Yeah. Um, but then the, but I have a gay friend. <laughs> oh God, oh my. here. Do you know who'd be relieved this year? Karen wise, like retail workers, because mm. you know, a lot of the shops will see reduced footfall. Thank God, because I think it can be a really difficult time to work in a shop. You know, lots of, you know, manager requesting, lots of yeah. irate customers. Um, I think that just kind of feeds into the whole, not that I'm like defending these people who are horrible to retail workers, but I think it's just the, hopefully this year that people will realise that, not to get soppy and, you know, the true meaning of Christmas and all that, but I think it's... It's about who's around the tree, not what's <laughs> I think people do take it too far and it is just because of the pressure of making it perfect and making it perfect for your kids and perfect for your family and yeah. it's this big build up to, to one day. It's 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 crazy. I know it is, it is weird when you actually think about it. This year I've been thinking like for quite a long time I've been like dreading it just because I know I'm not gonna be able to get home and see my family and but now I've I've come to terms with, with that and that's crap but it's fine because at least I'm not going to be by myself you know I've got like a friend that I can be with on Christmas day and that's fine by me you know this year has been really difficult for everyone in lots of ways so um I think Christmas no matter how big or small it is will be will be a kind of pick me up that we all need yeah I think um no matter what I do I'm going to make sure it's like Christmas going to be special you know, whether I bubble with somebody or whether I just spend it within my household, I'm going to make sure it's nice day. Yeah. Lots of good food. Plenty of booze if you're not working the next day. And um, some telly. You can't beat, like, Christmas specials on TV. Yeah. The Wink Christmas special. Gavin Christmas special. That's all you need to listen to or watch. <laughs> on repeat. Looking forward to twenty twenty one. What's what are our what are our um, what are our resolutions going to be for the new year? Oh, good one. Um, again, on the spot, I'm going to come up with something really crap, and then you're going to say something really profound. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I think because this year's just been so strange. Is that the right word? Yeah, surreal. Surreal. Unprecedented. I just, yeah, I just really want to, as soon as possible, spend as much time with my friends and family as possible. Without sounding really naff. I really think I did. I think I did before. You know, I would very, it was unlike me to like say no to a night out or to say no to, you know, seeing someone or anything. But I think now, next year, I'll definitely be making more of an effort. Okay, yours is a bit soapy. Mine's just going to be, I want to be able to run a 10k. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. I think that's my New Year's resolution every year. <laughs> but that's, that's all of them. Well, I think, my, I think actually my one for 2020 was to do the splits. Oh my God. Um, and? and? Well, no. Bethany will take a wee video of that and put it on socials. <laughs> well, that can be my 2021. But this, the thing is, I think you've had so much time indoors this year that there's literally no excuse you could have learned to do the splits. I have done a lot of yoga, so I might, I'm going to try it later, see where, I, see how I go on. You'd be surprised. Hmm. Surprise Ryan with it. <laughs> I, there's no chance in hell I could ever do the splits, to be honest. I, I used to be able to. Did you? Forward or side? Uh, forward. Forward, that's crazy. That is so crazy. Pre-spleen. <laughs> Pre-spleen. P.S. No, B B.S. and uh, A.S. Before spleen, after spleen. Yep. For the listener, for the podcast listener, um, I had an operation to remove my spleen in 2012. A whole other story. That's a whole other, that's a whole other podcast series. 
I used to be able to do the splits prior to having the operation to remove my spleen. Your sp- uh, I don't think your spleen has any role in the splits. No, it, it doesn't. But just after that operation, then I just never, <laughs> never go back to full flexibility. <laughs> A career-ending splenectomy. <laughs> Well, looking forward to 2021, those were our resolutions, but um, for the podcast itself, I think you can expect to see maybe a bit of a rejigged format. Come back bigger and better than ever. Yeah. We've um, learned a lot during this first season. It's been really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so now that we've done, our, we've done our first season and we've done a Christmas special, we're ready for new challenges, as they always say. Um. Do you know what I've just got really excited about there? Is that if we do a Christmas special next year, like what will it be like? We might like, be able to do it. We might be able to, you know, might be able to go on a, a wink work Christmas night out. <laughs> <laughs> Who would pay for that? Who's who's um, got the kitty? Um, you. It's your podcast. You own it. Yeah. Oh, I've got to take my employee out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Oh, the 2021 Wink Christmas special, we could be hugging. Yeah, 2021, we'll be able to be in the same room. We will have um, a few drinks, maybe a Baileys, get the pokes on, have a wee dance. The uh, censored version. <laughs> censored version, obviously. Yeah, all around good times. Good times coming up. We're not far away from good times now. Absolutely. Um, if you have any um, season two suggestions um, or you want to get in touch, it's um, what is it now, Karen at gmail.com. Yeah, and our Instagram is at what is it now, Karen. Um, and that's where, we, that's where we're active. So you can get yeah. all of our updates there um, from new episodes to just Karens that we see on the hoof that we want to share with you guys. Um, you can follow us there. Um, so if you've got suggestions, as Bethany said, for season two or critiques from season one, we're even more interested to find about find out about what we could do about there, um, then let us know. And we look forward to seeing you in 2021 with a a new invigorated <laughs> podcast with some fresh ideas. We Maybe we might we can... both be vaccinated by that point. Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll see you in 2021. Maybe with even some some fresh faces. Mm. Who knows what the future may hold? Uh, okay, so, so we'll see you not next week, like we usually say. We'll see you next year. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thanks yeah. for listening. And have a great 2021. Yeah. Whatever you do, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Oh god, we're doing a podcast. <laughs>